welcome back to another episode of... Kiefer. <laughs> I barely knew her. A podcast where we watch a movie, then we smoke a whole bunch of weed and dive into that story and see what kind of realizations we can come up with. As one should with Absolutely. every movie going experience. Every time. Every time. <laughs> As always, we're joined here by my lovely bee. Oh, hey, man. And my wonderful husband, Chris. How's it going? And uh, for our movie today... We have watched 1984's Gremlins. Gremlins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Steven Spielberg, uh, directed by Joe Dante. <laughs> Super exciting stuff. Oh, man. It's going to be a really good time. Um, yeah. What are you excited to talk about? Uh, for me, I am really excited to talk about a theme that I found in the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is uh, greed destroys everything. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Sounds like America. Pretty much, Um, yeah. I am excited to um, point out the fact that this is a clear case of an alien invasion (laughs) and and wonder why we're not a little more concerned and how quickly this can escalate. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and smoke up, uh, get our brain juices flowing. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to uh, do whatever you need to do to be able to get to where we're about to get. See you there. And we're back. And we're high. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> so be. Where'd, uh, where'd the story take you? The story took me to a place that I just felt was really obvious, and I wondered why nobody else in the story considered this to be the situation. But in my mind, this was very clearly an alien invasion. <laughs> if you think about the creature of a mogwai, mm-hmm. if you get them wet, they multiply. Right. If you feed them after midnight, they then evolve and if you get them wet after they've evolved, they no longer have to hide. Like they no longer have to have, go to that have pupil, a pupil phase. State. Yeah, they immediately just multiply as is, although with different personalities, which is very fun. Yes. But this is a species that was designed to take over this planet. You know, we're seventy percent water here. I was just gonna say, <laughs> it is uh, perfectly engineered for Earth. Just because of the sheer amount of water yes, and, on the planet. And this isn't something that could have evolved on Earth because it would already be ruling the planet. Oh, there would be nothing left. There would be nothing, nothing left. Nothing left. These are cunning motherfuckers. Yes. And they, they are learn smart. Quickly. They mimic us. They are learning from us. They're trying to take over our planet. They're clearly trying to take our jobs. Right. They're robbing people. I mean, not even taking uh, Gremlins 2 into consideration where (laughs) literal TV hosts, all sorts of different things. Oh, the TV host. That was a good one. (laughs) There were so many different occupations they were jumping into. Who knew? So easily. (laughs) And that is the evolution of that species on this planet is to take over and replace us. But they still need us to make the popcorn because they don't know how to make popcorn. Oh, that's very true. This is, yeah. God, but the um, it was it was interesting. <laughs> was on the uh, the movie Marquee mm-hmm. that um, he walks past on his way to work. Yeah. Is uh, there's this uh, conspiracy not conspiracy theory but it's kind of an Easter egg that has been found within the movie that um, it's called the the one movie is called A Boy's Life mm-hmm. and then the second movie is uh, Watch the Skies. Yeah. And uh, both of those are references to Spielberg's other movies, E.T. and Close Encounters. Yeah. So we've got multiple alien references within a movie that doesn't explain where these creatures (laughs) came from, and your theory is so perfect (laughs) because there's a nod to that possibility. (laughs) I did read in the trivia... That A Boy's Life and uh, what was the second one? Watch the Skies, Watch the I think. Skies. Those were the working titles for E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Really? And that they wanted those up there so that Spielberg would be happy with the dailies. 
because he would see it on there. (laughs) (laughs) So they were just like trying to to grease the wheels there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But it is so true, though. It is. Well, I mean, it is those those things. It's a combination because. He's not a boy, I guess. That's the I mean, difference. <laughs> but he's he was originally supposed kid. to be. He was. That's why he's friends with Corey Feldman. Yeah. That, I, yeah. <laughs> that was another trivia that you had uh, had talked about. Yeah, otherwise it seems weird. You're like, right? oh, he's that kid in the neighborhood. Like, nobody else hangs out with him. Just the 13-year-old who's like, I mean, he's okay. He likes to draw. <laughs> he's sort of a nerd. We like the know. same comics. <laughs> and he's always got money to buy him. <laughs> Even though he's supporting his family. Yeah. Ugh. Awful. But so, no, I think that uh, that you're really onto something with that because the species is too well designed to replicate mm-hmm. and is also unreasonably aggressive. Yeah. Toward anything but itself. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were so mean to uh, Barney the dog. Oh, so his real mean. life name was Mushroom. His name was Mushroom. It was Mushroom. Oh my god! So cute. What a sweet dog. He was such a mushroom, though. He was. He was the best character in the movie. He really and was. And they all said it, and like everybody was quoted as saying the dog's reactions were genuine. They were perfect. They were on cue. It responded, moving exactly like the gremlin at times. And they even said the dog thought it was real. Oh, man. It was real to it the dog. Was. And so that dog just wore his heart on his sleeve. And <laughs> oh, my God. It was the best little fluffy actor ever. It was so good. It was the goodest boy. Mushroom was. was the goodest boy. Yes. Mushroom gets all the Oscars. All of them. <laughs> Oscar Meyer Wieners. <laughs> that was good. I I fell into that one on accident. I will be honest. That was good. I was lucky. But I, I want to expand on this uh, evolution of this alien theory that they're designed to destroy us. Um, it's even proven when that, that Rockin' Ricky radio uh-huh. says, you know, he survived the attack that they had and then says, quote, we're going to turn the hoses on him. We would Which do exactly, exactly what they would need to just complete, make it worse. Like, that's our that's our gut instinct. Throw water at it. If not fire. <laughs> it'll push it away. But <laughs> it'll keep it away from us. It hurts a little bit. It won't hurt them too bad because they're still kind of cute from right? afar. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're wearing clothes, you know? They look adorable. They're Monet's, right? <laughs> yes. From afar. It's from like, afar, they look great. Very good. Like, I'm close. <laughs> um, um, and I think that their only true downfall was their hubris. Was their need to be seen um, making more of himself. Stripe. Oh, my God. He He lured them to the pool, and he, you know, was able to do that. That's fine. Got his way. But later in the fountain... He dips one finger in. But he waits for... uh, I almost called him Elliot. (laughs) You know, you could get really, like, fall... You could get yourself in that situation of calling him Elliot, yeah. considering all the E.T. references within yeah. the movie. Do you think that those were all ET. additionally Ab- there because of the dailies 100%. to make him happy? That makes way more sense now. Not just <laughs> because they won't have to worry about licensing other stuffed animals, so let's throw an E.T. in there. It's definitely a, oh, I hope he likes this. He's going to like this. He's got to like this. Well, they had the <laughs> E.T. doll. Um, there was the phone home reference. There was the point when mm-hmm. Stripe was sticking his finger into the water to replicate. his. The tip of his finger was glowing. <laughs> Those were all just spot on yeah. E.T. references all yeah. throughout that. And he was hiding behind stuffed animals at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what E.T. did. Yeah. 100%. Uh, they were yeah. just just greasing, greasing those wheels. <laughs> yeah. Just, mm. But that was just like <laughs> the most brown nosiest of brown nose kinds of situations. They were just eating ass all day <laughs> with these these references. Well, I think when you consider the position Joe Dante was in, as I said, he had directed The Howling. Uh, it did well, but the studio went under before he got paid. So he did not get paid for that movie. Oh, he was on his last few dollars. And Steven Spielberg had come across Gremlin script, loved it, 
and thought of Joe Dante. He wanted him to do that movie because he liked The Howling. Wow. Spielberg just matches the right story with the right people and makes things work, and that's what he did here. But when you came from a situation where you are on on your last dime, and you have this opportunity with Spielberg, you want him to be happy. Every single time we have these back and forths, Mm -hmm. something comes out in the conversation that's like, oh my God, this makes so much more sense now. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here talking shit about all the E.T. references and brown nosing Mm -hmm. that seems to be going on in this this film. And then you were like, "Uh, yeah, he was about to be destitute. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) greasing those wheels is exactly what you do in this situation because if you don't, then you are destitute. Mm -hmm. And you can either pursue your dream or you can go work at a somewhere else. And you know what? It's not even that it's kissing his ass that badly for the movie. It's just making sure he's in a good mood, that he's enjoying what he's seeing. He is appreciated, and it's shown he's showing his appreciation for Steven Spielberg by doing that while also making it look good and <laughs> less likely that he It's like we're also going to be well. under budget because as you know we wouldn't need to license Dude. this and we won't need to license this Oh my and god. This I, is recognizable. The uh the budget was 11 million. Yeah. And they made over 148 million, I think. Oh, wow. Um it was it was amazing. And originally the Gizmo and Stripe character were actually supposed to be the same character. What? They're supposed to be, yeah. It, it just was supposed to have changed, but they decided to split them up and keep a good guy, a uh, good guy gremlin. And when they realized that, they were like, oh shit, merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So they they made a good good buck off this movie. Yeah. That's awesome. That mm-hmm. is awesome. And it's it's also unique to scary movies mm-hmm. that you would have a good guy version. Yeah. Of the bad guys. Yeah. You know? But it, they also Critters like a... would have been really weird. Oh god. <laughs> would, oh wow. Like how would that have worked? <laughs> the creepiest thing ever. Seriously. I won't eat too much so I won't get too big, but I'll help you get these guys. Right? That that Shooting just would their not poison darts yeah. at his his kin. Just strange. Just, I mean, you know, <laughs> we can go into all those different uh, creature movies. So mm-hmm. it's just, that was a really kind of unique idea for this. Yeah. Situation. I think it worked really well. And they had to balance it, too, for families. Yeah. Um, this and, uh, I forget As the other Christmas movie. a movie. Were one of the first PG-13 movies ever. They just really? were the ones that straddled that line between PG and R, and they had nowhere else to put them. Um, yeah, so... Wow. It's kind of crazy. And it, it just worked. It really worked. They appealed to kids and they appealed to adults. And there was how you do it. not quite enough gore to make it yeah. like you couldn't take your kids to yeah. it. But there was enough implied I mean, death. The Evil Dead toot it. They gave uh, green blood to the <laughs> 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 Yeah. It's so crazy the difference that it makes when the blood doesn't match. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, God, but that makes me think about Mrs. Peltzer and how she plays for fucking keeps, bro. Oh, wow. Yes. She, I, I was so impressed with her. And when we started rewatching this movie again these last few years during, during the holidays, uh, I didn't remember how amazing she was. Dude, she was a badass. I, uh, she, she murked three of those bastards. Yeah. Like and back the, to back. And she, the fourth one she was struggling with. Yeah. Which is understandable. I I just, I felt like I had this memory of her as a weak person because of her husband and the way the family structures. Oh, yeah. But she is not. She is so tough. Her son said, get out of the house. She heard something upstairs and she grabbed a fucking knife. She, right. She, and that was before she knew she was supposed to get out of the house. So she knew something was up and she needed to stay safe. Then after she killed the third one, she grabbed two knives. <laughs> <laughs> she's that, dual wielding. She's wielding. so smart. She really caught the gremlins off guard. Mm-hmm. They were really surprised. She legit, when that one was throwing plates at her, mm-hmm. he saw her raise that knife and his eyes were like, oh, fuck, it was a joke. You know, just yes. as the knife pierced through him. Um, oh, 
That was so funny. He was not expecting to get taken out like that. And she stabbed him a few times. A few times. And that was was after she sent his brother through the food processor. Mm -hmm. You know, and then she microwaved one. Yeah, after spraying it in the face with whatever that was. I think it was Pam. And she just stared at it as it burned. She just, right. wait, did Unbroken she? Unbroken eye contact. I don't remember. <laughs> Unbroken eye contact. <laughs> was I'm pretty sure she was just staring at the microwave. <laughs> the flames things. in her eyes. Flames. <laughs> Hot fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she's looking for the other one. She cuts up the stock. She's ready to go. The only reason that one got her mm-hmm. the way it did is it caught her off guard. She yeah. didn't have an opportunity. It was mm-hmm. behind her, had those lights. Then the tree it's, fell on her, so she was trying to push that off. Eyes were red, the same color as the lights. Right. You could barely see it. Yeah. That's some camo. See, they are designed to kill us during Christmas. Especially. <laughs> also seemed to have some serious cold resistance because Spike was totally fine going out in the middle of the night to get candy. Stripe. Stripe. No, that's my fault because of the chicken. <laughs> Our chicken is named Spike. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, then you start seeing him wear clothing, and it just becomes... Hilarious. Well, yeah, it, it does. It definitely takes a turn. If they were all running around naked, still murdering people, it'd be really, it'd still be pretty terrifying. I think. I but think... in clothes, it's like, aw. <laughs> it's, aw, and then they're daltoning you. Yeah. And you're wondering what happened. <laughs> Where did you go wrong? Just got daltoned by a gremlin. I thought you'd be taller. So I do want to talk about the uh, theme of greed destroying everything Mm -hmm. in this movie. Yeah. You get to the city Mm -hmm. where uh, where Billy lives. I wouldn't call it a city. Okay, you get to the the township (laughs) where Billy lives. And there's that dude that's his next door neighbor Mm -hmm. who's just constantly talking shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. About uh, foreign parts. But then... His neighbors always talking about that. The pelts are pet. Like, could you imagine if they actually did start trying to sell gremlins oh, and how much faster they would have taken over the world? Like I said, they were designed for <laughs> us to fail. <laughs> this is exactly what we would do. We would see dollar signs in our eyes, and that is how they would destroy us. <laughs> it would also be terrible because it seems like it's a very painful process for Gizmo to go through. And oh, yeah. Stripe was just that dude who likes pain mm-hmm. and so was just enjoying it as he was going through horrific spasms of pain spawning his brethren. I can't believe that nobody said, let's not do this anymore. He's clearly in a lot of pain and dealing right? with trauma. Seriously, just looking at his face when he was going through was... it the first time and then when he put a little dropper of water on him to get one of them to pop out. Oh, it's terrible. Just so sad. He looked like it hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were totally okay with it. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it was 84 and animals didn't have rights. Still, if you love that thing, good lord. Right? How can you uh, say that he's a good pet owner, uh, I guess? That's the thing. Billy's not a pet owner. Billy's a fucking dad. That's fair. He was handed a small child in the toddler phase. This this creature is learning from him, is talking, is repeating, oh is God. communicating, is learning, is watching TV. This is a responsibility Billy has not considered. The old dude probably was like, yeah, not worth teaching it things so it can destroy us. Well, there's also... Kept it in a box in the corner. But see, the old dude, I don't know if he necessarily did keep it in the box in a corner because he could speak Mogwai. It was something that I thought Mm -hmm. was really interesting at the end of the movie is, and I didn't say anything about this, and I didn't even write it down, and I'm really surprised that I remembered it because it was pretty high. Um, So the entire interaction between the old man and Gizmo Mm -hmm. is in Gizmo's language. Yeah. And throughout the entire experience that... uh, Gizmo had with Billy and his family. Not a single one of them took any of the noises <laughs> coming out of his mouth as a language. None of them asked what that what something meant in his language. Not one. 
Gizmo was teaching him how to play the keyboard. <laughs> He's like, no, you missed the note, bro. It's this one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Gizmo was smart pitch. enough to do this. He was using the 3D glasses to look at the comic book. He was yeah. watching movies and repeating what they were mm-hmm. saying. He's doing all of these things. He's learning faster than birds. Like, parrots mm-hmm. don't pick up languages as quickly as Gizmo is. And they're like, you hear those weird noises he makes? I wonder what he's thinking. <laughs> oh, so cute. You know? I think, I don't remember what movie it was. I think it was one of the Dr. Doolittle movies. And the dog said, do you think barking is an involuntary spasm? <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> and nobody, nobody yeah. asked Gizmo, what does that mean? You know, what's... No. Nobody cares about Gizmo. It's, it, but think about, it's kind of like a foreign exchange student in America. We bring them over and it's all us, us, us. Yeah. We're not We're... like, tell us about where you're from. Oh my God. Tell us what, so what food right. you like. We're just like, that's weird. Eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> You eat that crap for lunch? You yeah. know, it's... Yeah. That's a I really mean, interesting... That it's falls the same in line shit. With that. But, but you're so right, though. Gizmo is this young, intelligent thing. They could be learning from it. Consider the fact that Billy's in charge of it. Yeah. Gizmo's smarter than Billy. We know this at this point. <laughs> his, his communication is his barrier right exactly. now. Exactly. And now Gizmo has birthed five brethren who may or may not be, uh, who may or may not represent all of the rottenness and evil in Gizmo, potentially. Like that Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. But now Billy's in charge of six animals. With toddler intelligence. Yes. And the young ones are in a box at night rabbling because they want food and his response is i already fed you he knows he can't feed him after midnight but he doesn't go and pick the scraps out of that box to make sure nobody nibbles on anything he does not take this seriously and this is a real responsibility serious responsibility yeah honestly i was going to ask about how fucked up it is that gizmo is up on the bed and they're living in a trunk. Yes. The five of them. And they're already bitter assholes. They're already jerks. You're not making the situation better by othering them. <laughs> <laughs> Prioritizing one? Yeah, by, yeah. I mean, that's... It's, uh... <laughs> no wonder they rebelled. Who's the bad guy in this, dude? <laughs> Were the gremlins, yeah. you know, evil to begin well, with? Oh or gosh. did Billy make them evil? By treating them as less than. <laughs> so if you actually come from it from that angle, yeah. what happened in that house was his mom went crazy and murdered three of them. <laughs> oh and the fourth one God. tried to stop her. The the exception, of course, obviously being that there's the one in the school that kills the guy, the, the teacher first. So we did see that they had a, a tendency toward extreme violence there. But I would say that the teacher antagonized him. So mm-hmm. this kind of goes back to my greed destroys everything. Yeah. The teacher was super excited. He was mm-hmm. losing his shit and trying to keep his own excitement hidden from <laughs> Billy mm-hmm. because he knew that this was a discovery. This is it. This was yeah. a big deal. This he, was going to make him the scientist he wanted to be, not the scientist who's teaching mm, kids yeah. science. And he wanted this so bad. He wanted something from this. That first night he was testing the gremlin. Yeah. He was up till over till past two in the morning. Yeah. Running tests on this thing. Who eats BLT at two in the morning? By the way, he was just like nibbling on a sandwich. Elementary school teacher, you're not up past two in the morning unless you are dying to get out of there. Exactly. Yes. He is busting his mm-hmm. ass so that he mm-hmm. can stop teaching so, science yes, classes. So I see that. So that's where the greed destroys everything. Yeah. So he was using some really aggressive techniques to try to figure out this thing. Yeah, Andy lied. What a dick. Seriously. Gremlins understand lying. <laughs> like you said, you son of a bitch. 
They're smart enough to start picking up on language almost instantly. Hearing words mm-hmm. once or twice and yeah. then repeating them and understanding their use. And he treated this thing like it was a sea cucumber. Yes. <laughs> you know, just completely yeah. wrong. Huge gauge needle to draw blood from his tiny arm. And he shoved the whole thing in it. After lying to it and telling it, oh, this won't hurt, stab. He also left him in a cage overnight. By himself with inside no bedding. the school. This is a mammal. This is That's not a, good point. a reptile. Well, it may not be a mammal. As far as he was aware, <laughs> it was a mammal. <laughs> oh, man. What, as far as he was aware, about? this is a soft, furry, fluffy animal. That isn't its own bed, okay? <laughs> Dick. That's a, yeah. That's a so, good all right. Then we'll say that he got what was coming to him. That means that the bomb really did murder these first three gremlin without giving them a chance. The Which first would one, explain the surprise. The first one, yes, was just eating cookies and batter, and she got that in food the food processor. processor. So the second one, all he was doing was throwing plates at her, saying, that wasn't cool. That's my brother. You're like his grandma. Why would you do that? It's like, oh shit, she's gonna kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's then that's what happened. And, and then, then the third one, I don't know that it got much of an opportunity to do much. I yeah. think it did throw a knife at her. I can't remember. Possibly, but um, yeah. But then she shoved it into was, a microwave. She made short work of that one. Seriously. And the other one saw. Her stab through a stocking to try to find it. That's how it looks. You don't look with your eyes first. You look blade first. Okay, I know how it is. Gotta sneak up on this uh, bitch. Exactly. So also, this would um, like Spike was pissed. Or it's not Spike. Stripe. Yeah. Stripe was pissed mm-hmm. after this happened. Jumped yes. out the window. Left. Mm-hmm. He was coming out of the candy store when the movie theater exploded, mm-hmm. and he just dropped. A lot of the candy that he was carrying. He was bringing that shit back. Mm-hmm. For his brother and his children. His children. Mm-hmm. And then he watched the theater that they were in explode mm-hmm. and lost it. Just yeah. completely <gasps> lost wow. it. Oh. They were watching a movie. I mean, they had and, torn up the town. Oh, my gosh. But they were watching a movie. Well, you know, we talked about how... Billy should be responsible for raising them. They're essentially toddlers. Billy's not teaching them anything nice. He's not even interacting with them. They sit down in front of Snow White and they start singing with the dwarves. How adorable is that? You know what happened, B? What? He locked him in a trunk at a very <laughs> crucial age. Oh, God. That's... Yes. Wow, Billy's poor parenting. His responsibility. Nature versus nurture, B. Oh, and there was a combination gosh. of both. They did have a mm-hmm. bit more of an aggressive nature, but mm-hmm. I mean, why would you yeah. be trusting? Exactly. Your own, your own father, mother, they, whatever, um, Gizmo is, doesn't love you, doesn't acknowledge you. The negative attention is the only attention they know. <laughs> this is very true. Very true. Gizmo was upset about them showing up the second they got there. They were born into the gaze of disappointment. The first interaction they had was... A, wow. I, I'm i sorry. I need to go back to that. They were, they were born into the gaze of disappointment. That is heavy. <laughs> I like that. Wow. You caught me off guard. Um, but I was going to say their first interaction with a human is... Corey fucking Feldman wiggling his finger right in his fucking face. He doesn't know what that is. Is that a weapon? space. I've just been born. Even babies don't like that. No animal likes you wiggling a finger right in front of their eyeballs. We also don't know what their field of vision is. You know, if they're like cat's eyes, if it's that close, it's all fuzzy. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Get it away. Oh, yeah. Get swatted at. You know, I'm just saying. And I'm just agreeing. <laughs> but I think I think we're onto something here. I think this is a, a tale of uh just terrible parenting. We were shown this through the wrong lens. Absolutely. This is wow. what uh <laughs> history looks like when the victors write it. Absolutely. yep. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. 
these gremlin were acting out as characters they'd seen on TV because yeah. that's all they knew. That's they just they sat knew. around and watched TV and played video games. When they weren't locked in a trunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? They were molded mm-hmm. into these mm-hmm. these monsters. And the one was tortured in the lab. That's very true. Yeah. That I one... mean, consider how long it had been alive versus how long it took to get hurt and lied to. You know what's interesting? <laughs> what? It went back... To Billy's house after that. Did it? No, where where did that one go? Is that the one that attacked the radio station? I think so. <laughs> and they did say they were going to spray pour with hoses. water on it. I don't know that they... Uh, maybe there's a separate Is invasion going on. that a false ending oh, man. sort of situation? That's crazy. Because there were five of them and then they made a sixth... Over at the lab. And we yeah. saw four die in the house and then Stripe left. But we never saw where that other one went. What are the odds he showed up downtown to watch uh, Snow White? Seriously. Very low. Very low. Very low. He also had no association with the original five. No, he had never. I think because he was made from Gizmo, right? Or was he made from one of the others? No, he was made from Gizmo. He had a <sighs> dropper he just... used on him. I really didn't want to believe that he hurt Gizmo again. Right? That's <laughs> just so sad. But also the one that uh, that ended up killing the science teacher mm-hmm. seemed like he was nice. They were like knocking on the box back and forth to they each were. other. They were. They seemed hey. like they were just interacting and having a good time. And then the doctor made him evil or them yeah. evil or whatever. Yeah, the doctor lied to it. Stabbed it, hurt, hurt it, it, yeah. Left it without any comfort. Left food at what he thought was out of its reach. Left food out like an idiot. No, but I'm just saying, but... how taunting is that? <laughs> oh, that's a really good point. Every time he seemed to talk to it, it was in a mocking, very way. patronizing. Just yeah, very patronizing. That's a good way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so tragic. That was its life, you know. Could you? Yeah. <laughs> Can't even mm-hmm. imagine. Can't even mm-hmm. imagine. Relatively to the amount of time it had been alive, it was tortured most of it. Yes. Yeah. And so, I wonder, when these gremlin are born through water, do they inherit memories and or knowledge from their parent gremlin? Mm. Because the ones out on the street in the town square wouldn't have watched TV, wouldn't have done anything, but seemed to understand certain social cues and and stereotypes. So should we acknowledge that this is likely the situation? Well, I have a question yeah. that kind of plays on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know that they're not exact clones because they all laugh differently. Mm-hmm. They all seem to have <laughs> very, very divergent interests. Yeah. Um, and they all look different enough. Yeah. There are definite similarities, but mm-hmm. there's uh, there's serious variation mm-hmm. between them. Um, so I don't think that they're like exact copies, but I wonder if it's almost an instinctual trans... So you know how with the chickens... <laughs> Even as little itty-bitty chicks Mm -hmm. that had never been around full-grown chickens, they knew to scratch at the ground. Yeah. So they had that instinct just built in. That was just a Mm -hmm. built-in thing that they did. Okay. Do you think that that is kind of a transference from the adult, that instinct, so that they can continue developing quickly? (laughs) Um... I think it's yes, like compound but compound interest it would, on knowledge. It would have to evolve to the point that they're inheriting accents, lines of dialogue, uh, <laughs> <laughs> habits. Alien such as technology, B. I'm not saying it's aliens, <laughs> but you said it's aliens. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to see how we make this make sense. That's so can't all we I'm poke holes in this? You know how you don't yeah. poke holes in things, B? You say it's alien. <laughs> and then you can't poke holes in it. Clearly we don't understand it yet. We're not capable of that kind of technology. Precisely. 
if we're going to talk about bad parenting, we obviously have to talk about this uh, father with main character syndrome <laughs> going on, which is enforced by the movie because he gets to narrate the beginning and the end, even though he's in about six minutes of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. No, he definitely has uh, main character syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's terrible. His family really enables him. Yes, absolutely. Not only mm-hmm. do they not protest the fact that he isn't really carrying a full-time job and the son is having to provide mm-hmm. for them, they use the shit he makes. They try it first, always. It's heartbreaking. The looks on their faces every time they're about to use one of his inventions. It's so sad. It is really sad. They are... uh, It's one of those things when you see it on their faces, it's... This is a terrible obligation. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do this, but I have to. Yeah. That's the face that you get every time. Mm -hmm. They think that they're helping... By trying to be supportive, but they don't know how he feels. He feels like a failure. You can tell. He's down on himself when he has his moments alone. Oh, my God. And he wants to feel like he's doing something good for the family. You know he needs to do something else for the family. Have a conversation. Fix it. Move forward. Stop patting him on the back as he's handing you garbage. But you know what also reinforces... This whole situation, and I feel like he really had somewhat of a wake-up call in the movie, mm-hmm. is when he went to the uh, Inventors Convention. I would agree to a point, except for the fact that she asked him to come home, and he still said no. That's a good point. How horrible. You're feeling down about yourself. You're too, you're too ashamed to go back to your family. This family's in shambles here. They really are. I mean, in his, uh, I think that he was hoping that going to the inventor's convention would validate mm-hmm. his uh, his choice to continue pursuing this. And I think that that kind of broke his spirit a little bit. Yeah. When uh, he got there and was just completely outmatched. He doesn't learn anything either. At no point does he actually look remorseful. He shows up in the very end sees the carnage and is sad that his son is sad about losing a pet. That's it. Takes no responsibility, doesn't apologize. It's it's pretty disappointing. Yeah. So when you see, yeah, a dad like that, that's the kind of dad Billy's going to be, I guess. <laughs> it's an interesting situation because Billy has all these people telling him that the mm-hmm. stuff he draws is amazing. Yeah. And that he could really make it. Mm-hmm. And he could make it. <laughs> he could poncho the <laughs> shit out of that career. <laughs> and these are the same people that are talking shit about his dad. Mm-hmm. And how his dream was a failure. And yeah. he's irresponsible, whatever. But living through a parent trying to pursue their dream and failing... I feel like would be enough of an deterrence to keep him from actually doing what he wants to. Yeah. I, I'm i going to be honest, I think there are a lot of movies where that is the main character's flaw. Is they were raised in that situation and they can't not be responsible. They issue all of their wants and dreams and they just focus on how to stay afloat and move forward and make sure you always have money. Yeah. That's the kind of person you would actually expect to get out of this situation. But yeah, like there there's absolutely no way that he would be able to take that risk. No. Knowing oh, that he no. would want a family or whatever and possibly making his kid live the life that he lived. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, that was supposed to be more of the plot. They were supposed to talk more about his dream of being an artist. Oh, man. And, you know, ends of movies like these, people chase their dreams. 
Usually. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. have a near-death experience or mm-hmm. anything along those lines, you're going to be like... Make out with the you know, nearest person. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you do it. You do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after... that explosion knock you down and knock me down. Let's make out. We should kiss, right? <laughs> that feels right. Get consent. Um, <laughs> I think that there was a good portrayal of sadness in mm. Billy. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and it was an understanding that he was going to have to live a soul-crushing career life. I just can't stop thinking about... <laughs> the director's the ga- notes? No, about oh. the gaze of disappointment. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking that as you're talking about this, that... A situation in which... Yeah. His, he was... <laughs> he was stifled. <laughs> he was stifled. He could have been great. Yeah. And uh, he had to make the responsible decision. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder, uh, how. what are the odds that his job at the bank is also part of his way of keeping his family's home safe? Oh, man, being able to talk to the branch manager about, can we just get another extension? Maybe, you know my dad. Maybe he works there and part of his wages automatically go to the bank you know that's a possibility that is also possible i mean that could be why uh whatever his name judge reinhold said Mm -hmm. you know you're supporting your family yeah even mrs deagle knew he was supporting his family that bitch that bitch who apparently sold her soul to the devil for success yes Tell me about this. <laughs> no, I will tell you about it. Uh, oh, yeah? She freaked the fuck out when those carolers were out there and she realized that they were gremlins. Also, can we talk about how fucking horrific it would have been if she had actually thrown that water on them while they were caroling? To humans or to... Oh, just to, to the, the gremlins. You're, you're right. That's exactly... <laughs> that's a point right there. Um, but she freaked the fuck out and was talking about not being ready yet. So was she expecting a Crossroads Demons Hellhounds to be dragging her back to hell? I 100% believe that. 100%. By the way, I found out her five cats are all named after currency of different countries. Are you serious? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. This dollar bill. Yeah. I I don't remember (laughs) the other ones. I don't even remember the other ones, but I think one's a rupee, but um, (laughs) not a rupee his name is. (laughs) It's Rupee. Um, yeah, she was uh, an interesting character when you consider at the very end, they reference her on the news as having been the wife of a like former... A, like shady trader. Wall Street. Um, whatever he did, he stole money from Wall Street people. Yeah. I, I don't know. And that's how she was associated. Her death <laughs> on the news was... a was tied to her husband's um, illegal activities. And she was rich AF and trying to hold on to every penny. Yeah, that would also be another one of those things that points to a theme of greed destroying everything. Yeah. And, I mean, also she could represent an Ebenezer Scrooge character. Yeah. But that would be... Like, it would... I feel like it would be closer to a Frosty the Snowman than... (laughs) A uh, Christmas Carol because of that uh, Bavarian, Bavarian snowman, snowman that you kept talking uh, about in the beginning. Yeah, I'm. We talked about this. I'm pretty sure that that was not a an imported Bavarian snowman because what is <laughs> it? First, as this lady was the best way to get somebody to think that you have and can afford imported Bavarian snowmen is it's to, to just tell say them, them that, that you that have you imported Bavarian yeah. snowmen. Just put something out there. The kind of people that uh, <laughs> actually have them don't usually refer to them that way. Yeah, they don't need to tell people. Yeah. They don't need to say it three times in their scene. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, man. But also just how sadistic she was for oh, the most part. she was terrifying. Talk about main character syndrome. Oh, my God. <laughs> everything she was buying up everything in town i just wonder if she had anyone who was wanting to get it from her she's upping everybody's leases yeah and trying to get their their businesses 
So what are you Did even going to do? Did she have a plan? You're going to destroy she... the town? You want to turn into a ski town or something? Yeah, right. Oof. That would be a pretty good transition, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very lucrative. Well, the way every car was just coated in snow and ice. Seriously. Throughout. Yeah. Oh, man. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and we've discovered... Yet again, mm-hmm. greed destroys everything, including your favorite small town. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had one other thing to point out. Uh, the sign that she has outside of her home, mm-hmm. Deagle Real Estate, the hours of operation are 10.30 a.m. to 11.15 a.m., Monday through Friday. <laughs> Ill-gotten gains. <laughs> that is, yep, that's how this it makes me think of the moves. other guys when they're going to that accounting firm in New Jersey that's oh, closed yeah. on a Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just is uh, a bit fishy. Oh, yeah. How is she getting business done in 45 minutes every day? Also, how few people can you see in a week? To maintain her lifestyle, and maybe that's because she's she's a scrooge about it. She just pinches her own pennies, makes them last, but she makes everyone else know that she's rich. Or she also may have pinned the illegal trades on her husband. (laughs) And she's actually the one who did all this terrible shit, which is why she has all this money to be able to do all this terrible shit. I agree. (laughs) I... Why else would they bring up her husband? Yeah. They know. Everybody knows. She just won't admit it, so they're going to keep saying it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's one of those, yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. She's just... Exonerated, but... Smart. They're always... (laughs) Yeah, she's pointing to her temple. Pointing to her temple like, yeah, I got this. (laughs) You don't even get... You're not on my level. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, if... Mrs. Deagle thinks that these gremlins are demons. Here to collect her soul. Yes. It's important to note that Mogwai is derived from a word in Cantonese, which means demon. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I wonder what would happen if you poured holy water on them. Ooh. That would be interesting. So Jesus pops out. <laughs> oh my god! So long as it's That's in Mogwai form. Happens. So long as it's in Mogwai form. Oh man! <laughs> that is. Oh, um, if that's the deciding factor for supernatural, oh, right? Like, wow! If it's Gizmo gets hit with holy water, or, or if, if Stripe, Stripe gets, hit, <laughs> gets with, hit with holy water. Damn! Wow. Who wins? Oh, good versus evil. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, the four symbols outside of the door of the um, the lovely store in Chinatown. Yeah. Which I will say, growing up, I always thought he went to China. <laughs> I always thought he was going to China because he came home and it was a, such a thing that he came home. But no, he was just in Chinatown. That's it. Was it but see, which Chinatown? Because there's, <laughs> there's a Chinatown in Chicago. Well, there's one no, in New York. There's one. I'm just, <laughs> I'm saying, um, I thought he was somewhere special. Uh, he went to a place that he later referred to. Uh, he said Gizmo came from some junk store in Chinatown. Jeez. That's how he referred to this business. Uh, yeah, he's throwing $200 at him like it means nothing because he doesn't think about paying the mortgage. Right. He just wants his son to love him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, the... no, B, what it is, is that was his allowance. Oh. And he was spending it on his son. He, so you think he steals food to survive while he's out? No, he, he... has meetings. And as a prospective oh. contractor, other people pay for his lunch. He's, he's like, uh, <laughs> what's his name in Jurassic Park? He's, is that asking him to check? Pick up the check. Don't get cheap on me now, Dotson. Don't get cheap on me, Dotson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, but all this to say that the symbols on the door of that that shop in Chinatown uh-huh. uh, mean gods and monsters. Oh. 
and there is a chess set with some, I think, demony things on it, and there's some other creepy stuff in there, apparently. So it's an interesting, yeah, thing that to consider that cool. maybe, maybe this dude was uh, housing a demon. So then, what is this dude here? Aliens theory. Um, is it just a misclassification? What we assume are demons are actually just aliens? <laughs> if we don't have an answer for it, it's aliens, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Demons, you got to come up with a whole story. Right? There's got to be a religion behind that. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be meaning. It's, it's got to go somewhere. Aliens come and go. They, you know... It's like, are they take the antagonists? Are they the protagonists? <laughs> they just want to take over everything. That's what aliens do. Done aliens? and done. Check. <laughs> so, fuck demons. That's too complicated. <laughs> well, look at me at all. I will say a lot more falls in place with the, um, the they are the victims theory. So yes. I think whatever falls in line there better, and that might be aliens. Because I don't think demons are generally starting out in a cuddly form until they reach their final form. Right, then they're scary Evil gremlin fun. demons. Yeah. 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 I don't see that being part of it. Yeah. Like, you get a chance to have a family and... Be a good little demon. <laughs> but if you eat after midnight in a certain time zone... <laughs> I mean, you really shouldn't be eating that late at all anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said parents. So yeah, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going with. That's yep. We have cool. conclusion drawn. <laughs> we, we put a period at the end of that sentence. It's done. Yep. Moving on. Forward. <laughs> so now it's time for the bees in my bonnet, the ridiculous little thoughts that bounce around in my head that Birds. I just got to get them out. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, my God. I, I don't know if this is a nothing, but why in the fuck is Gizmo just hanging out in that shop if he's not for sale? <laughs> there are eight things in that shop. And if he's not for sale, he's like, dude needs to understand the, the value of, of display space. <laughs> that end cap could have a whole bunch make of bathroom buddies. Could make or break. You got to have something at, at point of sale also. You Those know? impulse buys, super yeah, important. Yeah, absolutely. This guy is just... <laughs> Wasted space. <laughs> I feel that Gizmo is a bit of a mascot. Uh, kind of like, like the a cat. In a, yeah, yeah mm-hmm, in the yeah. Bo- bodega cat mm-hmm. and uh, all that. I could see that. I mean, they do speak the language. They talk to each other. He just likes to chill in do the dark. Do you think they like, talk shit about their customers? Oh, 100%. Back and forth Gizmo. <laughs> Gizmo's like, they're stealing, they're stealing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I actually really don't have like I've already talked about a couple of these things. Most of what I was gonna talk about came up earlier. So <laughs> yeah, I threw some ridiculous points out earlier. But um, I was gonna make a point about our introduction to the sheriff in this situation. Who, by the way, uh, probably more than this conversation. The reason I want to talk about it is to mention that the deputy is played by uh, Mike from Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Back when he fact. had some hair. Love um, that fact. Who also was in Beverly Hills Cop with Judge Reinhold, uh, who oh was also gosh. in this movie. Um, within like the. Judge Reinhold is such a minimal part in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they cut a whole bunch of his stuff out. Really? Yeah. Um, I think one of the scenes was he was supposed to have locked himself in the bank vault while everything was going on to keep himself straight, keep himself safe. And that he was going insane. Oh, man. That's what I... This, this is what I read. So... To be completely made up. <laughs> Nothing to substantiate. We're not multiple sources. No. You cannot hold me liable. For the shit I read online. Yeah. I'm an American. <laughs> and, and that's as far as my excuse goes. <laughs> but I was going to point out that our introduction to the sheriff is that he's cheap because oh, he goes God, yeah. up to, he tries to get a free tree. 
I love that he gets called out by the other dude. Absolutely. Both of them do. The guy, I thought you might be coming around at this point. It, they they expect it from him. And at first I was like, wow, what a what an ass. But he's trying to get it for the police station, he said. And we know Mrs. Deagle is buying up everything in town. Is she raising their rent on that space and oh, he man. can't afford a Christmas tree and wants to do something nice for his guys? Small town police budgets yeah. getting slashed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe they're the only non-corrupt. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> they won't take Mrs. Deagle's money and get on the payroll. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I think if they had Mrs. Deagle's money, they'd be able to afford a tree. But I don't think she'd pay them. I think she'd threaten them. She's so You're an cheap. elected official. She's so cheap, she probably has dirt on them. Or maybe that's the thing. Maybe she says she'll raise their rent. Mm-hmm. Or... She bought the mountain. Or lease. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's one of those people who says, I pay taxes. Oh, so I pay your salary. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> no bees in your bonnet about Corey Feldman. Uh... <laughs> Apparently, the director, Joe Dante, says on the commentary that at that point in his stage, before he became a teenager, when he was a pubescent, he was one of the best child actors. Huh. Yeah. He he had, a, I think, a, a good work ethic, and it was just good. Well, there you go. Yeah. So at that point, did, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't think I, I need to say anything, I think. Yeah, uh, I do like, um, I wanted to point out that I like Phoebe Cates' character. I thought it was super cool that she had this dark backstory. Horrifically dark. <laughs> Which they wanted to cut, and Joe Dante refused to cut it. Yeah. And even uh, Spielberg didn't like it, but he was like, that's your movie. You wow. think it needs to be in there? It needs to be in there. And it was so, it's so dark and and just beautiful for for this movie and i also like the fact that the studio was concerned that she wouldn't be wholesome enough for this role because she'd already done fast times with judge reinhold again um (laughs) but spielberg was like she's wholesome enough it's fine just yeah wow which is i wonder if it was an attempt to bring the tone back to the fact that this is supposed to be a horror movie well, yeah, they had to uh, balance that line pretty pretty tough between a family a movie edge. and a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. when you consider the type of gore we talked about, he scratches, that's the, the most we see are scratches. Very, very, They're very, very, very careful. Minimalistic scratches, too. Yeah. Plus, you know, you put a cute hat on something and then give it a gun, it's not as bad when it shoots well, Especially you. not in 1984. <laughs> yeah. You're like, aw. Yeah. <laughs> who, who gave Teddy Ruxpin a gun? <laughs> <laughs> but she also was, Phoebe Cates was just a tough character. She did what she needed to do to survive in the bar for yeah. a while there. And when she found something that worked... She used it and got out of there immediately. Immediately, she was more aggressive with the gremlins than Billy had been. <laughs> Billy the way did he almost took nothing. Baseball to the spine. <laughs> In the <laughs> end, yeah. Oh, at the uh, department store. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you think they, they really hit him? It seemed like they really hit him. Like that reaction was so real. That was so real. Just the arms thrown back. It's and like, he held it. Oh, he held just it held it for a while. Oh. Mm, and then fell over, kind of. <laughs> God, it was so real. Yeah. Either that or somebody coached him who had really been hit more than once. You know, um, like this dude did highlight or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing something <laughs> out there. But fuck, that was, that was probably one of, if that was him, mm-hmm. that was his best acting. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Wouldn't. I would, oh, man, throw that into the ring for an Oscar. That was amazing. <laughs> if only there were an Oscar category for best hits taken. <laughs> oh, that would be, I'd watch the Oscars. Yeah, I'd start watching. Give me something like that. Jeez. Yeah. 
Yeah, something I care about. <laughs> but the the uh, the level level of detail mm-hmm. that went into that acting, you know, <laughs> that's something to be admired. It's, yeah, uh, that was that, that I think deserves like, the chef's kiss kind of situation. The chef's kiss award yeah, this of is, the this movie. Is the chef's kiss. Nice uh, depiction of pain. <laughs> I feel. Um, that's it excellent. Was, well, it was it was exceptional. <laughs> If you have an opportunity to YouTube it, I'm sure it's somewhere. Just okay. watch him take yeah. that take hit that to the hit. spine. Oh, yeah. Just, ah, oh, it is. Mm-hmm. You feel it. You feel it. And you know what? I've felt it and I've seen it in real life. And it is, mm, like that was just depiction. Oh, he must have been hit really hard. Um, do you, do you want to hear something funny about that, that end part? Yeah. Um, in the script, he was supposed to have, uh, pulled one of the other shades, the one that actually killed Stripe. Yeah. He didn't know until he saw it at the premiere that they cut that out. Oh my God. (laughs) He was probably telling people he was the hero the whole time. Oh, right. Oh my gosh! And you and you've come to find out that no, the furry little thing that can't talk your language very well. That you have determined everything. doesn't speak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are civilizing um, it. And uh, so the director Joe Dante said, "You know who did it? You know." And the the guy who played Billy was like, "Yeah, yeah." He, he was, are you going to say anything? He said, uh, well, I want to work with him again someday, so no. <laughs> that was his response to it. And he never yeah. worked again. No, well, except no, for Gremlins too. <laughs> I mean, there there you go, right there. Yeah. If he had said something, Gremlins 2 now starts Phoebe Cates. Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of co-stars. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. Yeah, some some fun bits of trivia I've come across. Again, I love I, the key and peel <laughs> bit about Gremlins too. That was amazing. It's what makes it perfect is that it is accurate. In its <laughs> it's perfect in its complete accuracy. Every ridiculous gremlin that they shout out exists in the movie. It one hundred percent exists. It yeah. is so well played out. I really and oh, it was a great man. bit. It is a great bit. It's a great way to relive the movie without having to watch it again. <laughs> I always love the spider gremlin. Oh, yeah. No, there are, like, some cool gremlins, and I appreciate that. I think there's at least one female gremlin. It's there like is. a Smurf situation, maybe, but um, hopefully not. But <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I think this is another one of those movies mm-hmm. that I saw part two before I saw part one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Man. And I saw part two because it was on basic television. Uh, like, I feel bad for you because that's just not how the world should work. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. Oh, man. No. I'm, I'm a stickler about that. I specifically <laughs> will not watch. Well, I think the one exception was Terminator 2. Uh, but <laughs> that was I, another one. But that one I think is fine because it's so good. And I would not have enjoyed Terminator if I hadn't seen Terminator 2 already. It was just a little too adult, um, I think, conversation-wise for me as a child. (laughs) I would have found it a bit boring. I agree. Um, And the hair. It's hard to watch the hair. The hair is rough. Yeah. But it's coming back, which is kind of scary. (laughs) It's even scarier. Does that make me old? I don't know. We're very much old. Yeah, we are. We're... We um, if we refer to anyone as kids that is legally an adult, then we're old. Yeah, I think is one way to look at it. So, all <laughs> 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 oh, right, why we're here, uh, <laughs> we like to give out these Kefi bowl ratings to gauge how many bowls it would take to talk through the plot and everything around it. 
And for this movie, I think we came to the consensus with everything that we just dove into. Yeah. Uh, three key people. Yeah. We had to reevaluate <laughs> because we found some shit, man. We found some shit. Yeah. It was about to be two, and then it was I, just like I did feel bad. We were gonna Pandora's go box <laughs> but, just. But I think this is a it's a really fun way to look at it, and I uh, we will watch Gremlins too. Um, eventually oh, absolutely. and so we'll we'll see if this theme can continue there just like uh we found it in predator i'm excited oh, to look at that one so yes yeah well thank you for joining us for another episode of kiefer i barely knew her as always if you feel like we deserve it please give us a like or subscribe you can find us on instagram at kiefer ibkh or on our website at kiefer ibkh.com and as always we have to give thanks to Kevin McLeod. McLeod. For the music. And keep an eye out for future episodes on Tuesdays. Hopefully you'll be able to come back and see where the story takes us. 